Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Shut up and sit down. Welcome back to another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast brought to you by Tacticam. Tacticam is the easiest way to begin filming your hunts, whether it's with the budget-friendly Solo or the 4K Tacticam 5.0. Tacticam has something for all level of self-filmers. You can check them out at Tacticam.com. Also, I want to give a quick, uh, I guess it's a preview of something coming up. Um, I've been working with Alex from The Vitals Live, and what that is is like an interactive video Zoom conference with uh, some of the bigger names and the kind of hunting we do. So um, Dan Infault, John Eberhardt, uh, I believe Andy May is going to be on there, Garrett Prawl. So those are all coming up here in the month of July. We've we started this in June, and uh, we've had some pretty good feedback. It's a really cool platform. So um, what we're going to be doing July 15th um, is we're going to be doing a podcast with Alex on that platform. Um, So we'll have the link out there shared for uh, anybody that wants to check it out. Uh, You can come in and we're going to be doing the podcast just normally like we would, um, but it's going to be done in a manner of the same way that it is on the vitals live. So you'll be able to see Alex and I and John, um, talking, um, you know, asking questions. You're, you'll be able to see it live as it's happening as well as, um, you can add questions through the question and answer key. Um, you can chat with us and, and give us any you know, feedback. Sometimes there's things that we can't think about or, you know, we've forgotten the names of and, and you know, whatever, uh, however you want to use that function. But one of the greatest things about that platform is um, if you're familiar with Zoom and you've used it before and you've got the app and you've got one of the latest apps, um, you can actually come on as a guest through audio or video um, 
and um, we'll be able to showcase some of that when we do that podcast. So it's going to be real cool. Uh, more information on that coming up. Um, that's going to be July 15th, but you can go to the vitalslive.com and uh, look at the schedule and see who the speakers are, who's going to be on and, um, definitely go ahead and check that out. And I uh, just want to give a big shout out again to everybody that supports us through Patreon. We have uh, three new Patreons. Um, John Dove in Wisconsin, we actually met him uh, with Brian uh, for the Beast Mode Archery Challenge when we were at the ATA show. Uh, he He's from Wisconsin as well, just like Brian. Uh, Jason Peters is in New York. And then we've got uh, Josh Stanford, who when he signed up for Patreon, he said, I don't want you to send me anything. So I don't have any address. I don't know where he's from. He could be from Siberia for all I know. But, uh, you know, we just appreciate them. Um, you know, but Josh, if you want to shoot me a message or whatever, uh, give me an address, mailing address, PO box, uh, something. Um, and I'll get that, uh, package out with those koozies for you. And if you're not familiar with Patreon, Patreon is just a crowdfunding for creators. And uh, if you like the show and you want to help out with all the um, overhead costs, hosting, um, you know, website, any of that stuff, uh, you can certainly do that. You can check that out at patreon.com forward slash Bowhunter Chronicles podcast. Um, if not, no big deal. Um, you know, just tell somebody about the show, um, you know, any of the episodes that we've got. If you could just tell somebody, leave us a review, good, bad, indifferent, five stars, one star, however it works, because that helps us in the algorithms so that we can be in front of more people. So we'd really appreciate that. But um, we just got done with the second quarter, so we did our Patreon giveaways, and I'm actually kind of rebranding that as givebacks because Patreon uh, frowns upon, I guess, giveaways you know, as a raffle because say that's gambling. Um, so we're going to have to do something where we give away something to the non-Patreons as well. So I'm going to have to figure that out. Um, the plan is for the third quarter, um, I believe I'm going to give away a set of four of uh, Dan Infault's hunting bee sticks. Um, may add to that, uh, you know, depending on what happens, um, you know, throughout the course of the quarter. But, um, and I think I'll probably end up giving away a set of the Hawk Helium's um, for the non Patreons and we'll figure out a way to enter that. So, uh, that's going to be kind of flexible as we, we move forward with this, but, um, you can definitely, uh, follow along and uh, I'll be giving you that information as we go. Still giving away a Tacticam solo package, um, to someone as well as the base map pro membership along with a swag pack from them. And, uh, you know, all this is going to, you know, come right before the season starts so uh, it's going to be cool to you know get that jump started into your um you know your hunting regimen for the 2020 season um you can check all that at uh, patreon.com forward slash born chronicles podcast this podcast um it's uh john frank ernie and i and we sit down and talk about um, our plans for elk hunting, kind of where we're at with our preparations and kind of the expectations uh, as we go forward. Uh, this is a fun one. I was laughing all the way through it while I was editing, so I know you guys are going to like it. Um, thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, everybody. We're back with another episode of the Bull Hunter Chronicles podcast tonight. And we're going to do a little bit of uh, elk prep Um but I got to say, I, I just pulled the winner for the Traeger today. It was Daniel Perg and John, like, so John has 
the Traeger with the Wi-Fi. And he's had some issues with their customer service or their, like, service. I could not, for the life of me, order this fucking grill. Like, I ordered, I, I ended up with two charges on my credit card for two of them. I had to call them. I was on the phone for 45 minutes. And then they said, oh, no, those were both declined and it wouldn't they'll just come off. So I may or may not have ordered three Traegers for Daniel. So, and, uh, he, the address wasn't updated on Patreon. So I sent him to his old house. So the new neighbors or the new people who own his house, may be just like a windfall of like, no, we only got one. Right. We just keep fucking showing up, but what a mess. <laughs> so I ended up ordering them, paying with PayPal and all of that. And it went through just fine. And I got a confirmation email, but oh my God, but John has been like, loves the grill hates the customer service people well hates I, I it just happened again i had i don't leave mine plugged in because i keep mine in the garage and i wheel it out plug it in when i get to go to use it and so it's been so hot and we've been you know we were up in up and running around doing stuff so i pulled out uh the other night and i was going to do a couple pork loins and i wanted to be able to use the probe and the wi-fi and sure enough it was like your grill's not connected, or your grill is offline. I'm like, no, it's saying it's connected. It has like excellent, you know, service or excellent connected, whatever. I'm like, son of a bitch. So I had to go through, delete the grill, go through the whole process again, re-download it, and luckily it, it worked on the second time through. And then it had to, it had some updates or something downloaded, and then since then it's been working good. So. How long had your meat been sitting on there? No, I, it was only on there for a minute or two. Or ten. Just kidding, John. My loins were getting, your loins my loins were getting smoked. Well, it, anyways, I just, I freaking, I thought I'd put that out there that if anybody's affiliated with them, because we are not, um, it was just quite frustrating. Um, I mean, seriously, I was, I was pissed. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we're, we're going to talk today about uh, elk planning, and there, there's been uh, some uh, revelations or whatever. Frank got his calls today, and John came over, and I posted some things up on Instagram of him sounding like a dog, calling some ducks, calling <laughs> some trains, calling a Kawasaki, um, <laughs> lots of different things. But uh, I wanted uh, Frank to – we just went over to – where he missed that buck on camera and where John killed his turkey. Uh, I killed my turkey, he, too. And, and Frank killed his turkey there. And uh, we picked up the tents. And uh, honestly, after like two gigantic windstorms, rains, torrential downpours, and they were all set up. But um, was my, was there a seat still in mine? Yeah. All, all the stuff was still oh, there. There was two. Ernie's seat was in one. and I couldn't remember if I had a seat in one or not. Cause I'm, yep. Yeah. yeah. But so Frank has a. How about uh, a Larabar? Was there a Larabar still up in the top of mine? Well, I don't know. I just folded it up, so it's probably still in there. <laughs> it's probably in the tent. It's probably <laughs> mashed in there. Now. Yeah. There was a Ziploc in there. It looked like it had a little stew in there. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! Won't go there. Ernie, Ernie goes, hey man, I can't believe he's giving him a sandwich. He says, <laughs> yeah, I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch is passing him some food. <laughs> no, it was a shit bag. <laughs> <laughs> You could have had it back when I was. Oh there. no! no. Well, <laughs> Ernie, 
But here's the thing. What was it? A few days later, he comes over and we're, we're doing something here. And all of a sudden, he opens up the back of his truck. And he goes like this. And I look in there and the sack's in there, man. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. So, anyways, these, these tents were still up there. John's got a hub blind. And I, I mean, I am uh, honestly terrible at, at taking those things down and putting them up, and it's all and, and it just well went, the brand new one you had you pulled the end out of it. That was you poor know. craftsmanship. It wasn't didn't have anything <laughs> yeah. to do with me. Yeah. <laughs> That's around. why they were buy one get one yeah. free, right? Yeah, I, you know, I bought the one and he got the free one. <laughs> yeah, well, I sent it back. I'm getting another one, and I, I should have brought that over with your. With your out calls. But anyways, so Frank's got this other one that, that Ernie gave him. He's like, oh, it's no problem, you know. And it's one of those those um, twisting the, hoops. Yeah, the doghouse. Yeah. So, so Frank, let's go through you taking that down. Well, how the whole thing started was Ernie called me. This has been like a couple of years ago. And he, he said, I need you to come over to my house, you know. So I come over and we're down, down in the basement. And he goes, I can't get this son of a bitch you know, wrapped up. up. Yeah, folded back up. You know, and I go, oh, ain't no problem. So I, I folded it up, didn't I? Yep. Then he goes, put it in the bag. He says, and I don't ever want to see it again. He says, just take it with you. <laughs> so I did. So, <laughs> so you know, it's been a while. I don't, you know, I was, and my other one, we then we junked it. Remember the big one? Yeah, the one you left out back. It was flat. You know, when I came back, thought somebody stole it. Flat, flat. It was flat. Yeah, nice storm. Yeah. So, anyways, that was the big one. But, anyways, this one is. So Adam takes the other one down the, the hub line and gets that all. He's got it in the bag and everything, you know. And I'm over there just, man, I'm, I'm rambling around with this thing and it's popping up and popping over and finally I'm going. Jesus Christ. I says, I know how to do this, you know. And I said, I looked at Adam and I goes, there's the instructions right there on the thing. <laughs> well, this is this is like 20 minutes of him. Oh, it's hot. And this motherfucker. <laughs> I, I know how to do this. I come, oh, you cocksucker. And we've got it like folded in, like instead of folding it together and flat, he's like, the, the middle ones bend in. And so those, I'm like, these are already bent and twisted. It's not going to work. Like, there's no way. And so you twist it, and then this thing pops up, you know. And it's like, now you know exactly why he owns it. So. Well, I'm, uh, you know, uh, you know why I've never owned one. Yeah, and to tell you the truth, you know, my dad thinks that I, uh, only on the podcast that I bust his balls. But, you know, same story. He uh, there, he had one out on the state land, and in the last day, he's like, go get that. I, c- I could not get it down. He's like, it was just cracking and banging and. Well, he put the struts in it. He left the sticks and, and in never it took the, them the out. Post. And so when he folded it up, oh, it had the top. It, it shredded those things. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, yeah, we uh, we missed that part. But yeah, once we read their instructions, it just it went down, flopped right down, no problem. Yeah. It was like it was like it was made to do it. Yeah, Ooh. just like that orange little tag said, you know, <laughs> how to do it. So do this, not that. Yeah. Don't, don't do it that way. Frank. So, uh, Frank and Ernie, you guys have had a couple of um, meetings. So, you, we're going out to the same area. You're going to come and meet up with me and Joe. Uh, but you guys are going to be out there for, hell, like yeah. almost two weeks Yeah, yeah be before about I get out there. Well, we're going out on uh, the 29th, and, and then you're coming, what, the 12th? 
Eleventh night of the eleventh or something. Yeah, I fly out the eleventh, and so you, you guys have not done it before. The guys you're going out there with have all been out there before, right? Um, well, the guys well, from Ohio have four of them. Have yeah. well, the guys that you're the, yes. riding out there with, yeah, the whole yeah. works. So, I mean, you're planning. Where are you guys at with that? You know, I posted some pictures. Frank, you ordered a whole bunch of stuff, or you know, I've been. You've been saying, what about this? What about this? We got a whole bunch of boxes of stuff, but. I got a lot of gear. Yeah. You know, I'm, you know hoping I, you know, I know, I know when we go with you, you know, you and Joe probably going to use the more, use the gear there, you know, than, than we are on the other place. Unless we, we kind of discussed that last night, you know, about like, if, if you're only going to be a, a few miles out, you know, like. Dan Sr. said, well, I'm just going to go back to the house, you know, in the evening, you know. I'm not staying out there, you know. But if you get into a situation, I this would be the, the reason that I would stay out there is if, if you're back up there five, six miles up on a quad trail and you're in the elk, you know what I mean? Why why ride out of there, you know what I mean? I'll just throw, pitch my tent right there, you know. I got all the stuff, you know. Yeah, John and I can contest that that's a motherfucker going back and forth. Like, in hindsight, we should have changed our strategy the last time. Right. But you guys were, were all hiking, too, though. Yeah. You know? We were five, yeah. six miles to the end. Right. Hiking every day. Yeah, that's, that's you know, not my style. You know I mean? As far as, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm going to I'm gonna do some hiking, but, but boys, you know, it's Dan and I, Dan Sr. and I talked, and he goes, Frank, he, he points over to these pines about 100 yards over. He goes, I do that in about two hours, he says. He says you gotta you gotta go slow. He says, call, watch, listen, you know. So I'm I'm just gonna pick up on kind of what he does too, because he's killed elk, you know. He knows how to kill him. Thing is, with elk, it's not like deer. No, elk cover a lot of ground fast. Oh, so oh, if you're taking two hours to go 100 yards, well, I'm mean, I'm just saying if you're in. In elk, you know what I mean, where they're moving, you know, or whatever, you know, that's, that's a, you know, but it's going to be a learning experience for me, you know what I mean? I've never hunted elk. He, he they, said he was practicing shooting off his quad, too. Yeah. <laughs> Not me. Dan. No, Dan. <laughs> we, we, we can't recommend that. No, 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 no. Not unless you have a, a medical license. For that. I might have to have one. <laughs> but, uh, so... It, one of the things that I I, I remembered uh, from my dad's going out there, because my dad's been out to Colorado a couple times, and uh, I remember that there, I, there was some sort of ordeal about same thing you and I had to do, John, with getting our hunter safety certificate and send it in and, and mm-hmm. do all that. And uh, Frank's like, well, I never even took it, you know? like, And I'm like, I know my dad never took it either, but there was like, you have to have some sort of card. So, um, Well, here's the issue. Michigan, if you were born right before after. 60, you didn't, your grandfathered in, right. which is fine. But how am I grandfathered in with a, I don't have a certificate to take to Colorado with me and show them, you know, that's what I want. So if any of you Michigan guys are uh, instructors, Frank, you know, yeah, needs I a could course to take. I could definitely use so the, What'd uh, your dad do, Adam? So Mark, like, Mark, before he went to Montana, he had to go and take an online uh, certificate michigan or or montana for montana right and they have one for colorado too 
But here's the thing: it's it's so many minutes long. Mm-hmm. If you, but you can't. You can just keep taking it over and over. Not in Colorado. Right. You, you miss yeah, it. But, but, you miss it like one but, time. But, but you're you're missing the point, Frank. Is that if you have one, even if it's online from Michigan, right? It'll be good for well, that's Colorado. What, that's what I'm good saying. Enough. You know. It's, you know. Yeah. Don't don't fail the Colorado one because you don't know the animal. No, I'm not bear going. I'm not going to. You know. No. But you know, just just for that. But so, Ernie, from your perspective, like, what is your mindset going out there? What are you thinking? Um, you know, how is this thing going to go from, cause you've been in all the, their planning sessions. You've seen how John and I prepared the last time and, you know, kind of where we're at and our, and our experience, I guess, what, what's your expectations headed out there? I, th- I think it's going to be like hunting on Boyne mountain <laughs> times a hundred for three weeks. I mean. <laughs> With a bag over your head. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be real tough. I think it's going to be something like I've never seen before. So what is the elevation at that, in that area where you guys are going? Do you know? It's Grand Mesa. I thought he said 80-some hundred. 85 or something like that. Because I know, like my brother said, when he got there, it took him like a couple days to get rid of the headache. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they... they, uh, So it's definitely higher. They've experienced... we're in that same area that he was at last before. year. You know? It's definitely higher than, you know, where we were at. I think our highest elevation was 7,200 or something. Yeah, I think it's, uh, John was saying that it's uh, like 80, 8,500 or something like that in the one spot. But <coughs> some of the the ground that uh, Danny's been looking at on the maps, I mean, it's places that these guys haven't ever hunted or anything like that you know and he says really really looks good you know a lot of access to it too you know with and he'll be helpful too because i mean he's got a ton <coughs> right. of water holes right marked out north facing slopes he's got right. all that from his years being out there so that's that'll help i mean no he's been out so danny's been out there in the past well, he's, what is, i mean how about hunting pressure in the area well where they hunted uh they went in on a drop camp i think the last last year and muzzleloader, okay. And, and he, you know, he shot a bull, and I think he shot a bull the year before, or the time before they were out there too. But uh, he said that where they were at, uh, elk populations a lot lower, you know, where they hunted than where we're going. He said there's going to be more elk in the area where we're at than than you know where they hunted before. So. Well, that access doesn't necessarily mean that, that that's not necessarily a good thing, right? Well, well, because I mean that that's especially what I meant by, like everybody's and, looking at it. And well, so, uh, uh, one of the things, and I, I don't remember, and uh, you know, excuse me for not remembering. I, I apologize, but somebody messaged me um, uh, on Instagram, and they said they were listening to another podcast that said, you know, Idaho's completely shut down, and there's another state that's not allowing out-of-state tags so the amount of pressure may be just exorbitant for colorado for colorado because it's all over the counter tag yep so now so with the with the -the over-the-counter tags is i mean obviously they gotta have some kind of limit right that you know so that i don't know that's one of the things that we're out each guy can shoot five (laughs) no i'm not sure why they have a limit because they turn around and 
Yeah, you're we're, we're going to sex on your first tag over the counter archery. You can buy an additional buy tag an additional if you kill tag. an elk. You can yeah, shoot yeah, another cow. Yeah, but there's cow. there's still going to be quotas and I mean, I'm just like if there's just like numbers. Michigan. That's what John's saying is that if they sell out, if they're not going to allow any more right. any and more tags. Yeah. So right. like so I'm, what what he's saying is if Idaho's closed and there's other states that are closed to out of state hunters, not non resident. That's going to put more pressure on Colorado, and it's going to say put more hunters, t- more tags, more right. It, so more say evidence. you have a ten thousand quota. I mean, obviously, it's just not unlimited tags. They can't sure. just go in there and kill sure. every elk in the right. You know, they have a limit. So, you know, obviously, it's pretty liberal right now. With if you had a, a bull tag, and what Ernie was saying, if you filled your tag, your first tag, you could go buy a cow tag. Well, you can buy the first tag. You either can sex. buy either sex. Okay, it's so like you can shoot, in Ohio. You can right. shoot anything but a, but a, a spike. You know, you got to have the the right size bull, right. and then or you can shoot a cow okay. or or a calf. So there's got to be a quota for that. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. And then, so but then they're turning yeah. around and let you buy another license. Right, but if they're it's getting, only if they're available right, and right. subject to however many people true are are hunting there, and that that I think is is what we're you know what we're trying to say, and and you know so we're gonna we're gonna have, sit down and have a. a a conversation with Joe via Zoom and right. try and figure out: Do we need to buy one ahead of time so right. that we're not, well, you know, all this so isn't like, for naught again? So I'm in Montana this year, so I already have my tags. My tags are actually hanging on the wall in my garage, so I have my combo because which, you have a hunter safety certificate. Yes, well, <laughs> I had I had a hunter safety certificate, and I sent it into Idaho. Mm-hmm. Plus, so when I went to get my tags in Montana, I I used my Idaho bow tag for Montana to show them that I have bow hunted. But the thing here's the thing. I've hunted Ohio, Illinois, uh, Missouri, Nebraska, you yep. know. What you know, how could I buy a license in all those states, you know? Were, yeah, but were they archery specific tags? Yeah. All of them. All of them. All of them. So like that so that's what in Montana that's that counted as my for my I, for my bow tag, I bought like six or seven of them in in Ohio. You know what I mean? In right. that many years, you know. So those, if you still have the the numbers, like if you can log in and find it, like I had my I had my um, Idaho login, so it had my tag number, the date I purchased it, everything, and I used that, and it covered my archery permit. But I mean, do they? Does Colorado say so? Well, we don't. We don't acknowledge that. You know what I mean? As far as you've hunted in, you know, every state in the union other than ours. As long know. as you can show that you it was an archery tag. Yeah. All my. What'd you guys do were. for Colorado on your DIY? We, we were, were in, in Idaho. Idaho. Oh, Idaho! I thought so, you were in Colorado. No, oh, Idaho. So Idaho. we had to use. <laughs> I had to show send in my hunter safety permit, and so, and then then show that you know. Yeah, we archery hunt in Michigan. Well, yeah. we're going to get her figured out here soon. Yeah. yeah. Sooner than later. Yes, because because like I say, I don't I you know, I don't mind going online and, and purchasing the license ahead of time. That's what uh, Big John was talking about. He was going to have his before. I just got to wait for my copy of my Right. deal i took in 1972 yeah and so what did you need to do for montana then john because like I, I i went through and in my bino harness i've still got my um idaho tags. my idaho tags and i've got my thing from you yeah. know i have you mine know, too you, but mine disappeared you guys never yeah ate, you oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Never ate them? no no uh, 
no, no, no. Eat them on the way back. Yeah. No, I mean, if I spend that much money on something, I'm going to hold on to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a fine bottle of wine. We're saving that for a well, special dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've savored a lot of licenses. I might wrap my, if I get one this year, I might wrap my alcoin with that. <laughs> but, do, a, do a reverse sear with yeah. it. But, I mean, so for us, I mean, I, I think my thought process in this is, like, I've just been kind of upgrading a little bit here and there of the things that, like, like pissed me off the last time that I was out there um, and, and focusing more on, like, the conditioning and, like, the, right. the, the you know, the, the born and raised, you know, buy tags, not gear or whatever, but... Like, I mean, you got to have some stuff. So, like, 90% of the stuff that we had was, you know, just just reuse. You know, yep. so it's not but like a... Let me ask you this. So, all the stuff you guys took with you, was it all necessary, do you think? Um, That's... It's uh, uh, kind of relative. I mean, yeah. We like, sure as fuck didn't need those game bags. Could <laughs> 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 left them right home. And we had two. Hey, good news is you don't have to buy one this year. Then we got some free yeah. too. So we got we got elk bags coming out our ass. <laughs> They're uh, game bags, but no, like I mean, pretty much we we kind of trimmed it down. Like when we went back uh, to docks and came back out. Yeah, there was just like a lot of redundancies, you know. I mean, because like for me, like I have like two of everything. Just because, like, it's like, oh, well, what if, what if, what if, what if? And I think, like, the multi-purpose type gear um, kind of comes into play. And, like, clothing, like, you know, the way that we were doing it, like, we were grubby, nasty, like, whatever. But it was like, we're not changing our clothes, like, a whole bunch. A couple no. of extra pairs of socks, another pair of underwear, had some warm clothes that really we just had back. Like, maybe, like, a dry set of clothes that we left, like, at the tent. Um but I mean, and and one of the things I guess that we never utilized. I mean, it was kind of we were kind of like told, you know, unless it gets really bad, like don't start a fire or anything. But like, if we were to have gotten wet or anything like that, I mean, we could have just started a fire and fucking right. dried off our stuff or you know got warm or or whatever. Um, so did you guys have the the space blankets with you or not? Um, I had the safety. I yeah, had a, I had a safety little, blanket, like a tarp. Like the, 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 it comes four in a pack. I bought them, and the, and you can you know they're the foil. Yes, I had a safety foil one, but just one roll up. What about first aid kit? I had a first aid kit. Yeah, I had, a, of us. I had all sorts of first aid stuff. Yeah, I got pretty good access to that kind of stuff. Yeah, I was going to say we need to talk. <laughs> so yeah, that was the stuff that we we also need to think, talk about. Thankfully, we didn't need to use, but yeah. that's right. still... Well, it's a, it's a necessity. You, yeah, you yeah, have that's to have a, You know, that's what I'm saying. You know, there's some of the stuff, you know, I'm thinking, you know, well, do I really do I really need this, or do I need not need... You need a long know? spoon, yep. for sure, if you're yeah. going to have the, you know, our ready-wise oh, yeah, meals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not one of them little sissy ones you get with a malt. No, I'm talking no. something Yeah, badass. you need the, the long handle so you don't get your knuckles all fucking dirty and... Yeah. Like... We get, have, get speaking some, of that... When we just, my wife and I took a trip up to the UP and the whole way up, you know, the, the plan was we were going to just stay the night. We left late in the afternoon and we we're going to camp out. I'm like, well, I'll just bring my pack and we're going to just pitch the tent, you know, on the side of the road, just like we do out west. She's like, well, don't you have, don't we have to call the campground or anything? I'm like, uh, no, we're going to go into the 
National Forest into the woods and just pull off and camp. She's like, you can do that without a permit? Like, yep. (laughs) As long as, you know, there's no signs that say no camping. But, so yeah. So we get up there, we cross the bridge, and as the sun's setting, we get in the UP, and we get back in, it's called Brevert Lake. It's a nice little lake. There's a little two-track goes back in the woods. Like, oh, this is going to be perfect. And I didn't even think about the mosquitoes. <laughs> I got out to pee. We found this little spot, and I like walked through the ferns, and it was like Jurassic Park. Just <laughs> they about picked my wife out of the jeep. You know, <laughs> wow, it was gnarly. So anyway, we ended up going back down the road, and I'm like, that ah, we're gonna get a motel, but I'm still gonna cook you the ready wise dinner. I got like the Alfredo noodles with chicken. But I forgot the long fork. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I ended up, I cooked it. We had, of course, it said no cooking in the room, but the jet boil. Right. Got it all set up, cooked their dinner, and then I just cut the top of the bag off. So, so she's uh, completely um, unbiased and like uh, pretty. Uh, like, she's much very like, picky. Just like my wife is pretty blunt as well. Oh, yeah. So there's no pulling punches. So what was her She take loved on it. it. She loved yeah. it. She was like, oh, my God. What one did you do? The Alfredo noodles oh, with oh, chicken. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Casey said you scared the shit out of her because I told John just oh. go over to the, my house <laughs> yeah. and get, you know, whatever. And my wife, we were going up camping as well. And so my wife's in the camper and she's like, she opens the door to the camper and here's fucking Lurch standing there like, hey. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, I was walking up. I'm like, hello. Hello. Are you in the camper? Obviously, she couldn't hear me. She walked out about flipped out of her flip flops. But did you did you eat one of those breakfast ones? So yeah. So we so in the morning, then I did. We actually had one of the uh, was it the breath, breakfast scramble or, or skillet skillet. We had the yeah. breakfast skillet, and then we also had um, the one. It was like the peak. Was it peak to peak? Peak refueled of peak refueled. strawberry. Um, different different company, not yes. ready wise. Uh, peak refueled strawberry and granola that we got from. Um, ATA. ATA. At the Badlands Film Festival. And it's got, like, powdered milk in it. Yeah, so you just put cold water in it and let that sit. So I got up in the morning, like, we're going to have, like, granola and strawberries and a breakfast skillet. And so I got the cold water, put that in, and let that sit. And then I got the, you know, water boiled up, got the breakfast scramble going or skillet. And I barely got two bites of the granola. She, you know, she loved that. (laughs) She's like, oh my god, this is so good! And then, you know, we split the scram or the skillet, and she loved that too. So it's like this was so much fun. <laughs> so what, yeah. what we got some, uh, we didn't do them though, did we? From Matt, yeah. The, the there was a couple of uh, granola ones. Yeah, there. granola ones there for yeah. There's a there's an apple cinnamon granola. Yeah, and when well, uh, he was saying though, you could just. He just eat ate like some a snack. Of them, yeah, right out of the right out of the it, bag. Oh, and you can and, certainly do that with the. Oh, the, the cookie dough bites. I got the bites. cookie dough bites. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. I bust out the cookie dough bites, and at first she was like, what is that? And this was on the way up. She pops on. I think I got like three of those. <laughs> She's like, these things are so good. I'm going to go to John's house next week, open the cupboards. <laughs> ready wise. Ready wise. <laughs> yeah, so, and so uh, they did give us a code for uh, for 20, 20% off of that stuff. Oh, like awesome. so. Cool. It's uh, base map twenty. And base get... map twenty is the code for ready. Yeah, because Matt's on their pro staff yep. as well. So, um, what about what about the coffee? 
Tioga Rise. Yeah, we got to get we got to yeah. get some. I told I'll, I'll get a hold of Brent. I told Dan about that because uh, he he says I got to have my coffee every day. He says you know he was using some yeah, bags like they were dipping these bags in. You that, know? Was the, that was the other thing I forgot with the spoon was I had my black rifle coffee with, but I forgot my press oh. for my jet boil, so I had to go get the uh, K cups from the office and do the Keurig and the brew. But now that Tioga, that we just eat the water, right? Yeah, yeah. You can you can actually even that'll dissolve cold and it still yeah. tastes the same. Yeah. I mean, so I mean it's. I mean it was really good. I was. I was you know impressed. it's it's really good stuff. That is one of the things that I'm very impressed with. Yeah, that's definitely the. I'm not last last time I brought the coffee press, and it works. It don't get me wrong, it works great, but it's a pain in the ass because then you got cleanups. Oh yeah. So. Not, not only, you know, using water, then you're using water to clean your shit out, get rid of the coffee grounds and stuff. And So that was like the only thing you were missing from your, your actual road trip was the Tioga Rise coffee. Yeah. You'd have been, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you'd you'd been, been all set. You'd have yeah. been in, man. Yeah, but, the Tioga Rise and the... the well, there's one brand, thing yeah. about the Tioga Rise that uh, when we were at the ATA, you couldn't hold on to the cup. No. So, remember? They heat was, that shit. Yeah, like, that was wow. hot. It's the first instant yeah. I ever drank that I would drink again. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah, yeah it's very good. I, uh, you know, that thing too. You know, I mean, John and I just had our food up in the th- the thing. I mean, what are you guys planning on doing for food? I know the last time that we talked to uh, to Joe, he said, um, you know, and he was one of our first ten podcasts. I think because we were just starting to to get in on this. Uh, podcasting going elk hunting the whole thing and um you know he said for for like you two if you guys are hunting together which i think you're kind of planning on um you know that as a thing you could just bring one of those i mean i guess he didn't think that or take into account uncle frank two normal human beings but it, like and just split one right so you're not carrying a whole bunch of shit and you're not you heat up one now you've got to take your time and heat up one and then you've got you know, whatever you don't eat is a fucking mess. You know, mm-hmm. that's one of the things with the meal in a bag is like if you don't finish it, yeah, Frank it's a, and I this well, sloppy. I never had any problems. Uh, I'd eat a whole bag and then uh, eat a couple bags that, of ramen noodles. Yeah, so. but that was different too because we were we were not doing that midday. Joe was saying like at a, at a oh. lunchtime type deal. Oh yeah, lunchtime we were just. I like the uh, the butthole sandwiches. Well, in, in what we're gonna do, you too have is, to explain is, yourself is, there. They, they, I don't know anything about Danny. Days. Was, Danny what was happens in Idaho about, stays in Idaho. Yeah, <laughs> Danny was talking about. Don't you know, be like, showing him that. <laughs> telling Big John, you know, before before we get out there, you know, we'll just stop at a supermarket, you know, pick up because they eat a lot of regular food. I was say it sounds like guys. you guys have a house. Well, we and do. A regular, we, you know, so. Yeah, you're not going to be doing it. unless like it's say, like the a first first ten twelve days, you know, or whatever. We're going to be in a in a house unless it's something like you're out on. Unless the, we decide to stay out, yeah. We unless way we back. decide to, you know, if we got to go a ways to get to the elk, you know, I may take you far enough to where you can't get back that day. So we got to stay. <laughs> Doesn't bother me. All right. So, so right. did you the guys... butthole sandwiches before we get off track? It's bagel, bacon, and honey. And peanut butter. Huh. And but when you so then vac seal it, so you the bagel vacuum goes, seal it, 
Oh, it squirts out the old butthole, huh? Yeah. <laughs> peanut butter? The peanut butter comes out. <laughs> so, the shoot. there's no surprise when you open it? I mean, is it nope. slowed on you or something? No. Just, no, they're just, just extremely dense. I, if if hey, I were... If, it if, just farts. If I were to do it again, <laughs> I would do it with the, like, bagel thins or something. Yeah. Because it was just a little bit he too... He couldn't handle it. It's too, so, much, too much thickness for him? Yeah. So dry, so yeah. dense. So oh, I loved it. That's the way it goes, man. Yeah, that's, but it's good carbs and i did like the cinnamon bagels too oh yeah the cinnamon i don't the like those cinnamon, cinnamon raisins i didn't do the raisins uh-huh. i just did cinnamon so then you know the toast them with your uh jet boil no i just oh yeah them pulled pre-built. them right out yeah yeah you, once you vacuum them and i didn't even refrigerate them they were good for the whole time we were there like i was I, eating them on I the way back home refrigerate because <laughs> i mean we there's a lot of things we can do i, right. I made 24 um Burrito. Breakfast burritos and froze them to go to Missouri. Yeah, I mean Adam had some of them. I yeah, think. no, like you and can do that if on the first couple of days or something. If, yeah, you know, and you're gonna eat that. I eat it cold during the day. But like I said, you know, those, those guys are, you know, they they eat out of a cooler, you know, the whole time they were out That's there. What they said. Year, you know? So what we did is we packed. We had our gallon Ziploc bags, and that was a, a day. So we packed for eight days. So we had eight bags, and that was your whole pack. So I had your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner, and all your snacks, your coffee. Uh, we had the recover drinks, all that in one bag. So that way you pull it out, and you know how many, you know, because we counted calories. We did everything. We calculated it out. So when you get back, you know, as you're going out through the day or whatever, you know, okay, well, I'm not really hungry yet, but I ate my snacks and you get to lunch. I had my butthole sandwich, mm-hmm. then had some gummy bears, then we got back and had my meal. And then I had some ramen noodles. But that way I knew, you know, hey, I was getting kind of shaky or something. Well, shit, I didn't, I only ate a couple things out of it. So, but then that way, you know, you have day to day to day and you can switch it up. Mm-hmm. You know, like I threw some Snickers bars in there then and some Oreos and I know what I'm going to have to do, though. What? Guard my one-gallon Ziploc probably by <laughs> afternoon. No. Nah. No, because I'll probably, I'll Frank's probably gonna take have a two-gallon. Two <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Frank's no, got, the, got the 5,000 cubic inch bag, and he's going to use that as a day pack. <laughs> what do you got in your backpack? Food. Well, food. Everything. And, and so when you guys were talking through this uh planning process with uh the guys you're you're headed out there with um you know so what is in your what are they taking in their day packs like what what packs do they have what are they taking out there and and is the stuff that you know we're putting together for you guys or like where you're at on the same like wavelength biggest as as those guys i think you know the the safety stuff you know the first aid kit you know important stuff um Talking about the solar blankets, the, you know, uh, the right clothing, you know, you don't want, you know, Water. cotton or anything like that, you know, you you know, all merino or whatever, you know, or the spandex pants and stuff, you know, so. Frank and spandex pants, can you, can you imagine? Hey, dude, I got, yeah, layer I got up. like six pairs. Especially of like, well, in Colorado, I mean. The so, pop-up storms, you know, you're going to get rain. Well, that, that's the thing, you know what I mean? You're going to get cold. Dan, Danny was saying that he uses a, he's got like a, a pullover, mm-hmm. a lightweight down one. Yep. You know, and then 
of course, those pants are basically waterproof. I mean, they'll shed water, you know. And the and pants that, that Frank's talking about are those Wrangler yeah. um, outdoor, like the, ones you the, the ones that I wear yeah. every day all the time. Yeah. They're like 20 bucks, $25 at Walmart. Yeah. And they're hard to beat. I mean. Yeah, they're hard to beat, but they, they're hard to find my size. Well. I tried, but they, they look like floods on me. <laughs> you could sag in them. Yeah. Wear some That's suspenders. That's always fun. Yeah, suspenders, and they're definitely. Be like, you got where's your gators? Yeah, get your gators out. <laughs> Nobody would even know. Yeah. So that's, I you know, actually have a pair from yeah. Sam's, and those guys, yeah. those guys, you know, basically the water bladder. You know, you got yeah, you you know, I what got, do you call it? Camelback. 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 He highly recommended Platypus. at least a two liter. Yeah. Yeah. So that I got. Frank, the I was talking to John, and that's when I. You How know, big is that one? Two, two liters. liters. Is it a two liter? And uh, so what I got for Frank, just because I I know like the their hunting style and what John is growing through all the stuff that you know I ordered for Frank, or I said you need this, and John's looking at this water filter bottle, and then the Camelback, and he's like, you you know you can't use these and conjunction with one another i'm like this uh, this doesn't make sense because you got you got a platypus bladder and then you got a drinking bottle with the filter built in i'm like yeah so 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 my 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 thought process for frank was because they're going to be at a house or base camp or something to fill up that two liters of water drink that as he needs it, right. and then have the bottle to just dip and not yeah, have to I fuck around a with it. Or something like that, you know? Right. I, right. It's an emergency. Them guys talk more about it being an emergency. You know? Well, they have a deal that they hang, and it's got the filter on it, and then they fill their uh, water jug from that. Right. And that's, that's what ours is. Deal. It hangs. Yeah. And that's. And you slowly know, goes through the filter. You just sit that, around and wait for it. Yeah. That's, that's what we do, too. Okay. But the thing is, is that we weren't in a situation where we were going back somewhere every day. so Or every uh, few days. Even, it, but. Yeah, so if you wanted to, I mean, have a water filtration system so you could do large volumes of water, but, like, even when we were out, the guy that we were hunting, you know, that was pointing us in the right direction when we were in Idaho, you know, he doesn't use a camelback and he doesn't use a water filtration he doesn't use a steri pen he's just got one of the catadine bottles and he's like i'd just rather get to water scoop it up drink it all right there scoop it up you know drink as much as i can fill up my water bottle and go to the next water but i think in you know judging from the places that he was saying that he was hunting is some motherfucker of spots like that one spot where we walked down into where that was Elk Mecca if we would have just went back there or had the time to sit there and wait it out. Right. But, you know, but there was water right there. But if getting an elk out of there would have been, you know, uh, um, a, 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 MF it would have been really something. <laughs> it would have been not any fun. Well, and, and that's and that's another thing we talked about, you know, like Big John was saying, you know, if. If we do have to pitch the tents out there, there might be a day or if we kill an elk way back in or something, you know what I You'll mean? You'll be staying that night. Staying that night just to get it out, you know, or, or protect it or whatever, you know what I mean, until you until you can get it out. Well, know? and I think, I think that that's what, um, when you were asking, like, the things that we had in our pack that we 
needed and like where I was saying I was like redundant. Like I had a a small tarp that I had with me and like I had you know paracord and stuff. No, no, the tarp. Now, did you would that have been to go over your tent or, or no? That would have been on my in my day pack if I oh. would have got caught out okay. or something like right. that. Would have been for me to just throw up and make like a quick okay, lean to shelter. But when you say tarp, it's like a little. It's like five by seven. Okay, it's but it's also it's like a sill nigh. It, it yeah, falls up like into a, like a size of a baseball. It's not a blue tarp that you buy at the hardware store, right? So that's you know. When you hear tarp, that's what you think in your head. This is like a fly off a tent almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And how it, big are these foil blanket things? Yeah, but that they're those, they're not those aren't any, they are not tough at all. No, no. Okay. it's like wrapping yourself in aluminum foil, like half, like a pop, half gauge, like a pop tarp bag. Yeah, it's just a and and all they, that does is they keep talked about that the one year that they were out there in. Uh, with uh, Bill and Billy Joe, they went in, to, they'd killed an elk, and Dan told me, he said, you know, they, uh, Danny was showing us his fire starter yesterday, the match, you know, you strike it and it, it lights, and he's... You just keep reusing. He says, Dan Sr. goes, that would have been all well and good, he said, but I wouldn't have been able to strike it. He said, that was how cold I was, you know, it, it, but he, you know, they got, he had got to them guys and had one of them, them solar blankets, you know. And he said it really, he said it saved his life, you know. You would have got hypothermia otherwise, you know. And that had to have been like three years ago, probably. Well, that, and they were uh, muscle loader hunting. Well, too, because right? I, well, but yeah. don't you remember like the year before we went is the, what, even when we talked to Greg Litzinger, he was like, you know, we were out there, it was no problem, and then it just got dumped on. And then Doc yeah. said the same thing. He's like, we came back yeah. to our tents, and our tents were like two foot under the snow, yeah. you know. And, it's you know one of those things where you've got to prepare and like that was the hardest thing for me to wrap my head around when they were like prepare for 20 degrees to 90 degrees and we had those exact swings like when we were down in that creek bottom like right along that river or whatever yeah it was was so cold and like even the truck when we were driving around we met up with that ferry or whatever it was like 20 degrees and then that day that we got into the elk when I took my gummy bears out of my pocket, they were melted into one solid thing. I mean, it, it was, was one. It was, it was like a gummy bear log. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Probably nuke them before I leave. <laughs> but, but yeah. So I mean, I guess like Ernie, Frank. I mean, going out there. You, so before you guys meet up with me, you're going to be two weeks into to hunting and you're going to be doing it like on the i don't know luxurious side i guess yeah for for lack of a better term you're going to be going back and forth to the house you'll have your your quads you'll be you know uh but i, I guess are, are you mentally prepared for the the shift oh yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's a motherfucker it's 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 oh, hey, not I mean, yeah like i told you before here's here's the deal i'm I'm going for the experience. You know what I mean? I'm 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 not going to try and kill myself for any reason, you know what I mean? I'm going to go and enjoy myself and if if that means, you know, like you guys go 5 miles and I go 3 quarters, so be it, you know what I mean? And I just kill the elk closer to the trail, that's all, you know. 
But what well, I'm saying, we fully intend on when we meet you, we're going to pop up these little tents that we're getting. Yeah, and we're gonna, that's what we're going to do. But I'll have a utility trailer for the quads and stuff. But that's what we want to do, and at least we can do that where that where we're staying, wherever that is. Yeah, you know when we meet. And, up. and I'm not, you know, like I said, I'm I'm not. So that's going to be. I like. I, I'm, I'm looking forward. There's no to way. That, I mean, I could, you know, I could keep up with you guys to a certain point here, you know. And in, in other states, you know, but out there, you know, probably ain't going to be, you know, I'm not, well, I'm not going to try to, uh, try to keep up with anybody. You know what I mean? It's going to be, I'm hunting on my own, my own terms and I'm going to, I'm going to do it my way. And, and that's, that's the way I'm looking at it. You know, but the one thing is if you do a little prep now, then right. it'll be, oh, I, I, you'll I, have, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, right. I'm right now I'm, I'm in the weight loss, you know. I'm gonna probably lose sixty, seventy pounds, you know, before I go. <laughs> you know, what so. what did you, what text did you get today? What's what's the countdown? Two months, two months to the day. Two months. Sixty two pounds months. in two months. Yeah. Well, I Dan's did. supposed to be over here on the tenth. He said the tenth. I'll be at your house with the bike. So Frank's got to start. Well, last year, bike last bike year, trails. June first, I started, and by the, I went October first. To the, to the doctor, and I lost almost fifty pounds. Then, well, that's all well that's, and good, but and I've first, stayed, I've stayed within. That's two extra months. Listen, though, I've stayed within five pounds, though. You know what I mean of that that weight. So, so be it. Uh, now I'm going to try and go down another. I'm I'm going to try and go like maybe twenty or something like that. You know, if whatever's possible. You know. Yeah. No, what I all I'm saying is that. You know, even like for us, every little bit that sucks now is going to, like. But here's the deal. How old are you now? 45. 45. Adam? 38. Ernie? 60. 67. You know what that yeah. means, don't you? Yeah. We have to prepare harder than they do. No, no. That's what it means. No, it just means. Trust I, me. <laughs> you can. I'm gonna. Uh, you can. I. I'm. I'm gonna go. Like I said, I'm gonna go out there and enjoy myself. You know what I mean. I'm not gonna kill myself. You know, by any means, and I'm gonna have a good time. You have to kill I'm yourself going. out there. We're hoping that you don't kill yourself out there. Right. right. We're hoping that you, you, you kill yourself here. That you put in the work. I mean, here. you're gonna see it. You're gonna see what, what the deal is this year. But you're gonna find that, I think some preparation here is gonna pay off big time there. I'm it's sure, just going to make sure your time more enjoyable out there. Right. Absolutely. But like yeah. I said, you know, I mean, I'm going with the with the mindset, you know what I mean? If I if I see an elk, I'll be happy. If I get a shot at an elk, I'll be ecstatic. If I kill an elk, you be drunk. I might stay out there, you know <laughs> what I mean? So, it's just, you know, that kind of that's that's my mindset. But I mean, one know? thing I can't contemplate and I know I can Mentally at this point, I've not physically done it, but the elevation obviously is a little harder recovering, and it's you know we're not walking on flat ground anymore. Oh, so I mean those two things are the ones that are going to really do right. the torture test. And, I mean, and you guys aren't going to be walking like the whole time. I mean, Adam and I average thirteen miles a day, and over a thousand feet of elevation. You know, mm-hmm. so basically two thousand feet of elevation change you know going up and down that wasn't including all the other peaks and valleys and freaking rat holes that we climbed down and out of so by the end of the night you know 
when when we were walking back, that's when I was really what? Well, yeah, I mean, twisting my my legs or my ankles are so weak at that point or fatigued that any little you know stone or something I'd step on, I would roll my ankle, and that was like the biggest thing. It wasn't you know I'm I'm just concentrating on my cadence walking back in the dark. You know, I was like, well, I know we had two hours of hiking at least just to get back to camp. So yeah, so let's shift that a little bit john so knowing what you know now and how you've um been working on that what are you doing differently or i guess what are you seeing that you need to you know work on what what are you changing from from time to time so for one thing i got different boots i think we've, we've talked talked about that a bunch of times but i ended up getting the the crispy Colorados, and so they have it's called the ABB system or ABBS or it's the ankle bracings, ABSS. So ankle bracing system support system. support system something, but they are they're a little taller than my Thors and they are much stiffer. And I got the wide this time, so it fit my wide ass foot. And then I've been riding my bike. I've been, you know, doing the same thing. You know, I haven't mowed my lawn with my pack on this time because <laughs> I got a nice riding lawnmower now. So zero chill. Yeah. Yeah, that'd look different, wouldn't it? <clears throat> like, I can't fit on my seat with my pack. Yeah, really, I can't get up there. But hitting the elliptical, and I've been uh, doing some of the the beast mode, like going out. I've been hiking the dunes like we did last time, but this time I've incorporated some push-ups. Tried doing the burpees, but the burpees don't work for me, <laughs> especially how the, I was I was up at the top of the dunes and it's like that black sand you know up in there, and I'm all sweaty as get out and trying to do a burpee. I had sand up my arms and in my face. And, that's pretty gnarly, but the only way I'm going to get that on the out west is falling down. Well, you'll, you'll, you'll fall you'll down fall for yeah. sure, uh, and you're, you you'll fall up. You'll be like praying, like you'll be like, hold tight, little roots, like <laughs> just. I mean, it, it, you, you laugh. It's, I've, I've been out there it's before, awful. Adam. It is. I mean, like when we were walking, like in the first couple of days, like we're walking the old logging road, like what the fuck. Who the hell would go down in that, you know? And then, like, two days into it, we're the ones going down. We're going down that shit. And there was stuff where we were climbing up, literally, like, you could not see where you were going. Like, we're on all fours crawling through, because it was steep, and we're crawling through this brush. Like, busting through this brush. Well, and, and what ended up happening a few different times was, like, like I don't know. And I, I <laughs> There's one time like back in the day when I was in Camp Pendleton and like I knew that we were close on a time hack on this navigation course and I was like I know that I need to go that way and this is before like you know you could just pull up base map on your phone and see the trees and like the you know all the topo you know I'm just looking at like a old ass USGI map and I've got these things mapped out with you know nine digit grids or whatever and I'm like, 
I'm like, if I just go right up here, it's going to really suck. But that's the quickest way. And that's kind of like where John and I found where it was like, we could go all the way around. It's going to take us two hours or this is going to really fucking suck for like 45 minutes. But we'll be in the same spot. Yeah, we cut out a freaking whole switchback. Right. By going down the steep ass valley and then back up it. And crawling. You know, in hindsight, there may have been a better route. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know, but, it was, but that was my uh, my point though was like, you know, when we were first there, like, man, you know, this is we're not going down that and then you know, We're not going up there. We're not going down there. We're just gonna stick right yeah, here on all this. those places. Yeah. Oh, and we went. We went through all everywhere. up, down, around. Well, and I think I think too, like where we were at, there was so much sign, and we knew that there was elk around, and it was like, well, they're just not where we're at. So, right. you got to you, you, you. We keep doing the same thing and just walk this fucking road, you know, for right. the next ten days, or you we know, go find we them. go find them, and that and that's what ended up happening, right. and it was a, lo- a lot of walking, but, like the one where we. Got on the back side of the, the big the big dude's uh, bedding area. Yeah. That's when the trees were coming down. And, oh, that, uh, you know. But I climbed up this thing, and it ended up, like, cliffed out. Like, we could not, there was no, you couldn't go any further. It was just freaking big sheer face cliff, and that was it. Unless you had some climbing gear or something. And it was like a rainforest. Yeah. It was just. And then we started. We're like, all right, we need to, because I heard him bugle, and then went back down. At first, I was like, was that you, Adam? He's like, no, I didn't even hear it. So that's when we both went back up there. Then we came back down. like, all right, well, we need to, we couldn't go any farther that way. Let's go back out and then cut back around. Well, as we're walking out, all of a sudden, like, this wind picked up. It sounded like a freight train coming. No, I mean, it's no bullshit. All of a sudden, it's, like, perfectly calm. We're, we had some, pit, we took some pictures while we were eating our lunch there. And all of a sudden, this wind picked up. It was just like, and it snap, yeah, like an earthquake, like an earthquake. And it was like, fuck. Like we looked at each other, and it was like, let's get the fuck out of here, you know. And literally, like, started jogging down this trail, trying to get out because it was all it was the we were on this old burn, yeah. And it was all these big trees that were standing dead, you know, mixed in with other trees, and. So that stuff, I mean, we heard that several nights. Well, the one night. It was it, by it, us. It was like two in the morning and like the tent started picking up, you know, and then all of a sudden you're feeling the ground and you're, you're like, you're like hearing these cracks and like we did a real good job of making sure we were in a location where there was no widow makers, there was no dead stuff, but still you want to talk about unnerving. It was like, well, fuck it. Let's just get up right now and start cooking and start, you know, make our day because <laughs> Yeah, there was no sleeping at that point. It was no, like no, there we are nothing. The ground shaking. It sounds like the freaking monsters are coming. Just so, for for myself, I've got some different boots just because the boots that I got the last time had some sort of um, insulation in them, and uh, my feet were just totally like it was too much. You know, my feet it wasn't necessary. I I didn't need that, and. Um, and then I upgraded my pack. And so John, he went with the Crispy Colorados. He had Crispy Thors the last time. And I don't know. Um, maybe maybe you 
can comment on this, John, because I don't have any experience with the the Krispies. When I went online, you know, I was looking at price and reviews and everything. And, like, I'm not trying to, like, piss on your Cheerios or, like, whatever. But, like, so I went and got the Solomon Quest 4Ds. Uh, Ernie's got the Solomon uh, GTX 3, um, which is more like a hiking boot, uh, like a, a hiking shoe, high top hiking shoe. Those are actually the ones that Joe recommended the first time when mm-hmm. we were going out there. And you actually were going to get those. I went to try. I went to buy them, and they were sold out. Or no try rides them either, though. That's that was my issue. Like, and, so. and, and I didn't then, need and then, it, but and then I Frank, typically buy wide. He got the <coughs> Keen Targi threes or or whatever Targi twos twos. Well, because of the width. Though. Yeah. And, but my thing is, is I went online, and he, uh, Ernie got those threes. Um, Kind of based on my recommendation because he was looking at something else, some Merrells or something. Um, Frank got those ones just because they were the only ones that came in a wide. But if you Google like hiking boots and like for the Appalachian Trail or like these through hikers and shit, like those uh, Quest Forty um, GTX or whatever, the ones that I got. All the boots that the three of us got are like the top ones for that. I mean, I think Frank's are the best, like overall best value, and like mine and Ernie's are the best. Like mine have a lot more support than the ones that Ernie got. I think his are more in line with the the Thor or whatever. And so, I just wonder. You know, I'm sure that the Krispies are great, but I just wonder, like, kind of like I kind of likened it to like Vortex. You know, like buying the name. There's just a a lot of marketing, you know. So they put out, uh, they gave a lot of boots to a lot of people that used them, and they're good boots. There's, right. You know, I just wonder if there's where where is there a difference between? Well, between like those? I, said, I mean, those, I are, those are really good boots. I was going to buy those sound, but they don't come in a wide, right. and especially after the issues I had the last time with rolling my ankle, and well, and you showed me your shoes too. Yeah, his feet all, go right out the sides. All of, of my shoes. tennis shoes, the my toes are blown out the side yeah, because my, I, my feet are so wide. And if I don't get a wide, that's what happens to mine. Too. Right, Same and thing. so you know, yeah, I would have went. I mean, because of all the reviews that you know I read, you know, before, right? Yeah, I would have done it. But so now, it's, so with the quality of those crispies, though, I'm like, well, you know, I still wear my Thors, but you know, I'm just not going to wear them out. Oh, Wes. That's just one of the things that I'm just I'm just curious about. You know what I mean? Like, because I mean I know that they're good boots. You used them, and you I mean you obviously bought another pair, right? For, um, for that very reason. But I mean I'm I'm just kind of talking to like the audience, you know, to say like, well, you don't need to spend three hundred bucks on a pair of boots. I mean, it's not that these weren't expensive. I mean, I think right. they're like two hundred and thirty bucks or two hundred and sixty right. or something. So like that. mine were regular three fifty, and I got them. There was like a Father's Day sale or something, and I got them through Black Ovis for two ninety nine free shipping. You know, and they were here in I think three days actually. So yeah, and the other thing that I upgraded, and uh, I've got right here is I, I went with a Mystery Ranch pack, and like. It's funny because John and I kind of had a conversation about like what 
uh, companies were like in what tier of packs. And he's like, you know, I think Mystery Ranch is right up there. Um, you know, you've obviously got your Kafaru Stone Glacier, you, you know, Exo, and and I, I felt like for what I'm going to do for the money for for whatever, I think that this one is kind of like a good balance of everything. And I'm, I mean, I haven't put it through any paces other than mowing the lawn and it's a hell of a mowing the lawn pack. I can tell you, <laughs> I mean, I've got, I've got 36 pounds of sand in a 6am bag built just for that. And it, it carries the weight. I mean, it feels heavy when I pick it up, but when I'm wearing it, it it's super comfortable. It's the belt is actually very similar to your EXO, um, and uh, the way that the pack is constructed, I like it. Um, I have the Sawtooth 45, and I, you know, so one of our Patreons, one of our friends, um, Tom Taylor, he's running the Metcalf. Yep. And he uses, so the Mystery Ranch packs have, like, a, a lid that you can buy for him. They're, like, sold out right now, so I got to wait until, like, August. Um and he uses it for all of his stuff that comes on the Metcalf. It didn't come on this one. And you can take it off and use it as a day pack. He said he's never done that. never. But he, he just likes having that as an option. Um, so I think I'm going to get that and add it on there. And I think it will probably be very handy come whitetail season uh, if you end up using it like that for a whitetail pack. Um, but I'm pretty happy with it. And it's, it's pretty similar, I, I think, to your your exo yeah um so i'm pretty happy with that frank's using the the alps outdoors that that i had and then john's old one ernie's gonna use that one i think and i think i think those will be fine with you did you say what um packs those other guys are using or what nothing really special or anything you know i don't recall i'm even saying i know dan's got or yeah, the he, same one you did. Nope, he ordered the Pintler. Okay. From cuz Mystery Ranch has a lot of stuff that comes across on Camel Fire. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was like 350 bucks or you know somewhere right in that range and that's a hell of a deal. I mean, it's a really nice pack for I mean, I think the retail on them is like I think he got it for 450 like 319 or something like that. So. Yeah, it's a I mean through Camel Fire, you know, you got to watch um, the sizing. So Camel Fire, they sell out. It's a one-day sale. But they got a lot of stuff that rotates through. So if you if you see something on there and you didn't get a chance, you, it may show up again, but you just have to watch the sizing. Um, but with the Mystery Ranch packs, this that the frame, you can buy a bunch of different packs that actually fit right on there and will just clip on so you can... If you want one that doesn't have so many pockets, if you want a huge one because you're going, because you're you're going like we did last time, and you want to think you need a sixty pounds worth of shit, you can put as much stuff on there as so you now, want to. Did you guys, you guys took coolers with you last year for to haul back meat? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, hauled back air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were a lot lighter. They held those tags and game bags, no problem. <laughs> Plenty of room. My but I, that was my question, though. I mean, because we're going to, you know, 
I haven't brought my vacuum sealer. One of the one of the guys said uh, John Big John said that they they used uh, dry ice last year, and it was fine, you know. Mm-hmm. But also where we're at there with the we're staying with the outfitter's son owns the the, the house that we're going to stay in, and John doesn't think it's going to be a problem to use their walk-in if we get elk. So uh, when. Well, the first when you, when you get out, right, right. But what I'm saying is, is like those all have to be prepared, boned, and everything before you bring them back, right? Yeah, I believe so. And all that stuff is yeah. you know back to Michigan, you know. So Joe said he's got a hell of a taxidermist out there. So yeah, yep. How do those cows we're, we're look on with, a wall? We're hunting because <laughs> I'm not passing it up. <laughs> Couple of taxidermists. Yeah, well, yeah. good ones too. Yeah, that's true. I, but I, I, t- I yeah. talked to Danny about coming on here and talking about that. And I think, you know, somebody had um, posed the question, you know, when they were talking about topics and stuff like that, um, something that I never really thought about, um, which is probably a pretty good topic to get into, is like care of the animal in field like care and then transport. Warm right? weather. Right. Like, you know, what. Got to get them cut up quick. You gotta get the meat off the bone. That's one of the biggest things. Well, and, 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 and like that's what those for, game bags get them up. You know, for for hides and stuff. Well, you, you know what I mean. You put some major league holes in them and stuff. <laughs> so's Ernie. You know, I put I them. Mean, in, I put know. them where I get <laughs> make sure my taxidermist is getting my money's worth. But what I'm saying is, you know, yeah, I gave having these guys with us. You know what I mean is a is a plus too. You know because they know how to cape them and everything else. You know what I mean. It's, right. You know, and they just zip right through it. You know what I mean. <laughs> Me, Frank and I on that deer that I killed, because I mean, I'm, I'm looking around here. There's a lot of dead animal remnants, but <laughs> that there's not a lot of hides, <laughs> you know. And so when we had to try and tube the neck on that fucking deer that I killed, I mean, it was worse than him trying to put down that tent. I can tell you what, like it took <coughs> it took twice as long, and we're wrestling with it. We're covered in meat and blood, fat, and all sorts of shit. You know them dudes don't mess with that out west. You know, like Nebraska, they run that. They stick this razor sharp knife right underneath and take it right up here right to the cross, to the top of the head. Yeah. Don't even mess with it, and then rip it down. He says that taxidermist, he won't have a problem with that's that. That's what. That's the way they cape him. That's the way Danny does it. You know, they just. Well, he was telling me to go right down here to the white, and then up, <coughs> yeah. just follow the white hair up. Yep, underneath, but. But as far as the back of the neck, the back of the neck, they just skinning. They, they just, go, they go right. You don't up, even see that on it. Right up the, right up the back, right to the skull. Well, I can tell you this: the guys you're going out there with, we'll be able to tell. Are well, what I was going to say is, you could put a giant hole in the neck and uh, have ten million ticks on it, and they'll find you a new hide. Oh yeah, <laughs> if you fuck it up, they'll find you a new hide. <laughs> that one you had like had like grapes on it, man. There were so many ticks on it. Yeah, and and so one of the things you, you know, John switched over his entire bow. He's did you uh, get your new arrows built? No, you, you haven't built your elk arrows yet. No. What heads are you going to shoot? I'm not even sure yet. Huh? I still have my slick tricks and I have my uh, muzzy trocars, but you know, I, I might. Look into some of the Magnus, even. Well, the, those Magnus, you know, 
I mean, you've already dealt with the warranty on them. That's right. That's pretty freaking awesome. The guy's pretty awesome. We sat down and talked to him for a while, and they're not expensive. I mean, right. that's and to have a a broadhead that you can kind of like use forever and just get a new one if you need to. <laughs> I mean, well, that's you know, like the way I'm going with the with the 125 Thunderheads. Yeah, I walked in and there's a fucking dozen Thunderheads on the table. Like, only ten. Oh, it's only ten. Welcome to 1989, folks. Well, the thing is, you know, you you got to take into consideration. Maybe before that, how many how many backbones and leg bones I've broke with those things over the years, you know, and unintentionally skulls, maybe, you know, you know, I mean, they're just a proven proven head, you know what I mean? And they fly good, you know, like pretty obvious. I shot them today again at forty. Did you, you know? see? Did he tell you? about his elk target he goes come, come look at my elk target <laughs> he's got two green t-posts in the ground and a four by eight piece of cardboard with a i don't know one foot 18 inch by one foot square spray painted in it and that's what he's shooting at out there like a block behind it no no just the Shoot berm the broadhead to the, to the <laughs> berm you know <laughs> so it's like the it's like, like the, the broadhead league. Like, yeah. The broadhead league yeah. the club, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. And I was, you know, and this is this is kind of, you know, I get a lot of different answers about this. How how big is, like, from the back, top of the back to the bottom of the chest on, a like, a, a regular-sized bull? Well, here, it, when we talk to Joe, that'll be a good question because, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but it's big. But... What he told me, and, you know, he's he's said it a bunch of times, is like, you know, don't get cute like you would with a deer and try and put it behind the shoulder. He's like, God gave you, like, basically two foot by two foot of lungs, you know. Mm-hmm. Just try and put one through them, you know. Don't well, the, well, Stay away one, from the shoulders. Well, the one guy that I was I read about today, he said his dad shot this, this elk at, you know, 15 yards or whatever. He said he went 120 yards, and that was it. But he said where he placed the arrow, he could have honestly been 10 inches lower and still been good, you know what I mean, from right. from, from where the hit was. You yeah, know? it's just kind of like centering them up yeah. in the ribs. Yeah. I mean, in the ribs yeah. are Big long. animal, big lungs. Yeah. They're, they're sometimes in really high elevations. So, And now some of the guys, the guys we we're going with uh, – Dan Sr. shot one coming dead on to him, and he was only shooting 40-some pounds at the time because he had shoulder problems. And that arrow completely went in, you know, to that elk. And he said he, he didn't go, shit, just turned around. And it's he, a tighter window. Well, that's and that a, is, right, and that's, that's, there's a there's tight more, window in more That's bone and those. stuff in there, but that thoracic or whatever they call it, you know, the. Yeah, the. Plate. Classic tunnel or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. But that's a, uh, I don't know, I want to say like controversial shot, but it all depends on the, yeah, fucking Mr. Get an Arrow. Is he standing in front of me looking <laughs> at me? Close. Is he going to leave? Oh, I, I'm the neck guy. Don't, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't yeah, me. yeah. I mean, that's but, a, if anybody's going to pin one to the ground, but, Adam can do it. Yeah, yeah. Personal <laughs> shot. But, but, right. that's, but that's a, okay. You know, well inside your comfort zone, twenty yards and in, or right. whatever. Oh, for, yeah, for, yeah. John, 15, 
For John, it's probably it's 150 you know, yards and in. No, nah, it's 100, you know. Like, yeah, I'll shoot him right dead coming on, you know. No. Yeah. No. So, no. I mean, that's one of those things. Like, for, So, Ernie and I both have uh, Black Eagle Spartans. You've got some 300s. I'm, I'll be shooting the 250s. I'm going to be shooting uh, a Max Stealth Veins. And um, now... So, uh, Boeing stopped making those Fletch, the, those X veins in that long. They switched them over to this really stiff crossbow hmm. uh, vein. And so, um, I switched over to these. Would you, would you, should you, do you think that I should still shoot those in a four Fletch? I mean, is that what you're going to be shooting? That's what I always shoot. Yeah, so... The Max Stealth, you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, all my arrows are four-fletch and Max Stealth. But now these, I'll tell you, the 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 way Johnny set my, my jig up yeah, with the, the three-fletch with that helical on them, like I said, that that freaking Thunderhead, man, is, you know, I was I was shooting, uh, uh, what's it called? Cardboards. No, the. No, the no heads. shit. The, the thunderheads. Thunder no, before I was shooting uh, fixed or uh, the expandables rage, rage. and uh, they'll kill some trees. Oh yeah. Oh, where is that? You need to bring that out here so we can put that. Yeah. Up. Did I'm you see that? that? I'm going to mount it on a different Mark, board. Mark though. went out there and he chainsawed the broadhead out, and then he mounted it to a thing, and it says Uncle Frank 2019 <laughs> underneath it. Sweet. Yeah. I'm going to put it on a better board though. It's, it's, that board isn't very nice. It's a piece of freaking plywood. Come on. Hey, you know? I, he he took the time to I know, with the I fucking know. chainsaw. I know. But then that, he apparently hurried the rest of the project. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Felt it marker and you know. So but Yeah, well my new arrows I'm they're basically gonna be the same as my old arrows. I mean I still have some two sixties built, but that new bow the the PSE definitely is a lot slower than my Hoyt. Of course, my Hoyt was 80 pounds, and the bow I'm shooting right now, the PSE I'm shooting right now, is only 60 pounds. I'm definitely going to either build it with 70-pound limbs or uh, maybe even get another. Is, is, that a, is that a mental thing? What? Like, I mean, there's been tons of animals that have been killed with, I mean, like I said, Dan shot one with forty pounds, you know, with rocks. Yeah, I mean, you mean like, why? Why am I going to yeah, not shoot it with my sixty pound? Ball? Yeah, yeah. Because I want. <laughs> so, so is it a mental thing or yeah. ego thing, yeah. or is it's it a, not ego at all? Mental. I just it's mental. I just, I mean, I think there's an advantage if you can comfortably shoot more weight. Right. You got well, more energy. But I'm shooting. 50, 55 pounds. Maybe a little flatter. And I shot it, yeah. at, like I yeah. said, at 40 yards today. If I could shoot and, 70, and man, I could it shoot. Was like it was like boom, boom. Well, you know yeah, what I mean? I'm definitely going to shoot this bow in the 60 pounds. For, I'm going to use this for whitetail for sure because I love shooting it. My, my thought process is, is just exactly what you said. So you love shooting it. You um, and, and you, you, you bought it. did you shoot it? But you bought it in 60 pounds for a reason. Well, for the reason was there was no seventies available, <laughs> and so and I wanted the bow. Plus, I was going to plan. I planned on building a sixty-pound bow 
for indoor anyway because I've been having some shoulder issues. I'm definitely not going to an 80 pounder. So, but I mean, you're 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 popping water balloons at 105 yards, and for 60 pounds, and yeah, that's as far as and, I can shoot. and you're gonna have. I mean, granted, well, it's just one of those things. Now, as far as I can shoot now, now you've got to now you've got to build new arrows. You've got to. You know, well, I have to build new arrows for this bow anyway. With the sixty pound, I have to build new arrows for sure. So because so I have to go to a, I have to go to a three forty. But those hundred and five yard arrows aren't those are aren't flying right or those? Well, those were some old full metal jackets I had, and that well, I showed you. Yeah. That they were. I don't know what happened to them. I mean, I've had these for years, and there's I think I had like eight of them left, and they were, I had them sitting in like a cup. And, and, like, the aluminum started to separate and corrode off the carbon. Hmm. So. And just because John's shooting them doesn't mean that he likes them. Because I don't think that you're a big fan of the full metal jackets. I don't jackets. like the full metal jackets because I shoot so much that I bend them. I mean, like. It's like uh, the ACCs. Yep. Right. So, oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, and I like to shoot a long distance. And I'm not always hitting the target at 100 yards. So. If I throw one off or if I glance, if I forget to move my pin, you know, <laughs> and I glance one off the top of my block target, well, now you got, not the, not to mention the full metal jackets are more expensive. What's so funny? I mean, I wasn't going to go there glancing one off the top of your block target. Oh. Are, are we, are we, no, are we we're, gonna, not, we're not going to go there. <laughs> So End that that, story. that might be a but, Patreon. If you're a Patreon, you you message no, me and I'll no. I'll give you John's number. Ernie and Ernie and I have shot ACCs before, you know, and stuff. And, oh yeah, and they man, definitely penetrate well. Well, yeah, but <laughs> shoot an arrow. But but the thing was, you can you can bend them. You know what I mean? Where my whole philosophy is, you know, why why shoot an arrow that I can bend? You know what I mean? If if I can shoot, I watched Miller shoot a deer one time. And the arrow was in a U, like it was stuck in the ground through the deer, and it was like, and he's going, oh, and, it, and the deer went, didn't it? And it went. Yep. <laughs> how about how about the way that arrow looked when I shot that turkey this year? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. On it, yeah, yeah. That in was slow amazing. motion. That thing was like an S, <laughs> bent like a S. Yeah, when it hit, yeah. yeah. That yep. that full metal jacket would have been done. And so, then and then the green volleyball hit it. <laughs> So going the other way. So, what uh, the, the reason that I said that about the full metal jackets is those is I I feel a lot of questions about like I heard you guys talking about this I heard you talking about that you know you know John's shooting these full metal jackets is that his arrow go to arrow and no my wanna... my go to arrow is the Eastern Axis just because they're so durable I mean I that I break them I mean every once in a while but well, I'll do that right. But I've shot them in the trees. Well, and I've, shot, I've shot a lot of wood with them. And I'll tell you what, the arrows I got, they're tough sons of bitches. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> those are the Black Eagle Outlaws. Yeah, those are, they're right. very durable that's until right. you get into the archer's parallax or whatever, <laughs> paradox. And they start whipping trees and bullshit. But, yeah, so Ernie and I are going to be building those Spartans. I bought the ethics inserts to build. To figure out know, what you're... Yeah. Ernie knew, you know, the... Just turns out the arrows that I was shooting shot perfect for Ernie, so it's going to be a pretty easy build on his arrows. Mine is going to be the full, uh, well, 
It depends on how exciting John wants to get with it because I don't have the patience to, I don't believe I have the patience to like find the hard spot in the spine, knock tune, insert tune, like to go 100%. I think mine are going to be like 75% ranch fairy arrows. Um, And then I think I'm going to shoot the cutthroats. Just because they are that single bevel, fixed blade, great reputation, and uh, now which ones are I, I, that we've looked at? So many freaking broadheads. They look a lot like the Iron Wills, but they're like fifty bucks instead of like a hundred and ten or whatever. Um, I mean, now granted, if I were, it's kind of like when we talked to the Zeus guy, right? Broadheads is like the worst venue to get into because everybody loves everything. And you, know, you, you can't say fucking a bad thing or a good thing about this one. Everybody's got their favorite. And I've killed a million deer with Thunderheads. And then I've killed a bunch of trees with hypodermics. And like, it's just. Well, it, I'm, you know, I mean, I've shot deer with, with, with both of them. But the thing is, you know, you, you just. It's a proven, you know, I want to shoot a fixed blade out there anyways. You, know? you have to. And it flies good, you know what I mean? With my setup, it flies great. So, and I'm not changing a bunch of stuff. And it's going to kill out. But, but where I, moreover, like what I'm going, what I was going to say is that like, I don't think there's a whole lot of variation you can do on a single bevel broadhead. I mean, it's going to be flat with two sharp sides right you know for for well all intents and purposes back in the day your dad and i shot we shot zwickies and bear razor heads you know and it's basically sh- what the, some of them are looking like today again. yeah that's exactly what they look like we sharpened yeah. them ourselves and stuff and i'm telling you what you know i've cut my fingers with them you know pretty bad you they know go through quiet too <laughs> oh yeah there's no there's no sound you know like when i used to shoot them zwickies man it was like those deer didn't even know they were hit. And I'm only I was only shooting 180, 190 feet a second, you know. It's nothing like the speeds we're shooting today, you know. Yeah. So I mean, so that's the thing. I'm just looking for something that's not a hundred dollars or thirty dollars right. a head. Right. And then something that's proven single bevel, like without the biggest getting, getting too extreme. The biggest thing that you guys are probably gonna run into shooting those heads. Is just making sure that they fly. You know what I mean. You got to get them the right. You're going to do the four fletch or whatever. You know and that's that's going to be very important. You know that's what we used to when we shot heads like that back in the day. We were shooting four or five inch feathers. You know, right uh, on on our arrows. You know, so I mean it was you know. But you're also shooting. You're also shooting <laughs> off a of flipper rest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we, shooting we, aluminum arrows we, too. Yeah, we were shooting fingers, aluminum arrows. You know, real consistent release. Yeah, I shot. I shot fingers for Finger years. Tabs. You know, right. So, so yeah, it's a little different nowadays. But we'll get the bows tuned in and have them all set. And the, get the arrows tuned. And then, like, again, I forget, I forget who we were talking when we were talking to Brian, the beast mode guy. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, like, I'm going to have to switch over. Like, that, in that, like, moment during the podcast, I was like, yeah, I need to get another different site. Because I shot, 
a multi-pin slider the last time that we went out there. So I found on Archery Talk a uh, old Spot Hog Cameron Haynes three-pin slider um, that I picked up for 140 bucks, And, you know, it's got all the tapes with it and everything. But I haven't set it up or done anything because i got to yeah. build new arrows, so it, it doesn't make any sense to do that. So that's on my agenda. After the holiday here, it's going to be get the arrows built, sight on, start shooting. And then as far as, like, my physical conditioning, I've been doing um, some of that, like, sandbag workout stuff. I've done some of Brian's, but the uh, I've, I've been doing a lot of drinking. Yes, I a have. A lot of drinking. Went on a 20-mile bike ride the other day and I to and from a bar, but, you know. <laughs> I did the bike. I did the lap around our lakes. It's like four and a half miles if you go, like, through the whole thing. past the, the diner, your house, back to mine. So, I like, the, one, the other morning, it was it was still pretty hot, but I did it twice. I got two laps in, and it was, like, 37 minutes and just, just over nine miles. On the average, like, 14, that's fast. 14.9 miles per hour. That's fast. I mean. And I wanted to puke. Because <laughs> I ran 3.1 miles yesterday without that, and it was, like, 90 degrees, mind you, but it was, like, 29 minutes or something. Right. So that's, that was on my bicycle. Oh, I thought you were talking about with your pack on. I was like, no, holy no, fuck. No, 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 no. I was on my bicycle. <laughs> oh, I was going like, oh, Jesus hey, Christ. But he, he, he wouldn't have had a, held a candle to that dude up in the campground, the old dude. Did you see him? This guy come around the corner. We the, we were up up camping up north for. Did you see the guy? Like week. it was an old like a three speed. You know what I mean? And this guy was, I'm saying he's close to my age. You know, pretty fit looking, but old bastard. <sighs> he goes by and I'm going like, what the hell was that? You know, and he's just man, he's just getting it. You know, I saw him a couple days in a row there where he'd come around that back road. You know. Just yeah, I think I stopped and talked to him, actually. He said he was going to Colorado and he needed to get in shape. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was riding my bicycle. There's no way in hell I'm I running. know. I was going like, Jesus Christ. Like, can't run nine miles in 37 minutes. Well, you, you could if you were Bob Hayes, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, so I've been doing... Um, so, the bags that Brian uses are the brute force bags and they have an app that has a sandbag workout of the day and you can just use like you could use any old um uh dry bag so like mine is just like that you could you can do a lot of the workout just with that and just fill up a couple dry bags with some sand you mentioned it when we're up there so i downloaded the app and i've been looking at them daily but i haven't done those because i've been i've been doing them and uh, following it, some other stuff they so. look so simple they're <laughs> like they're like it's like a crossfit style workout just in a sense of it's like you're doing five sets of all of these reps for time right type thing but i mean my god like i was like the first thing that i did was like it was a ladder like up and down of like snatches so it was just like pick up the sandbag from like a squat position and all the way up over your head and then back down and do you know 16 of them 15 and then all the way back up 
you and I was like, oh, this is no problem. And then you get halfway through it, and you're like, Jesus Christ! And then the next day, like every muscle in my body hurt. Right. Like it was because those it's, are like cleans. You're doing. Yep. Yeah. But I then did, it, then it's a clean press. Yeah. Like it's I did like three fifty pound bags dry this morning. Fertilizer I put in my spreader. <laughs> drove my tractor around to get Let's set it up waist high. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You know that was one of the things I got when I was up north. We were visiting my buddy Larry up there, and he had. Oh, you tell me. Yeah, yeah, he used to work in, you know, he owned a crane business out in California. And they used to use, they had these sandbags. That they did a lot of work at these amusement parks. So apparently there was some sandbag company out there. Actually, I looked them up and they're for, they're prop like bags for like tripods, canopies and stuff. So they're a double handled bag, like a, a folding bag mm-hmm. and they're 37 or 35 pounds and they were using them for like bench for their guns right you know a gun rest and so he's like and he's got a bunch of them and so there was two sitting on the deck and he's like you want those because i just keep tripping over i can't pick them up anymore i'm like sure you serious it's like yeah get them out of here so i got two of those now so i could throw those in my pack and have 70 pounds or I've, I have been doing some, uh, a little bit, I've been looking at those doing like the cleans, going up and yeah, over. Yeah, and you can do like, swinging. you can do single legs, no, you can yeah. do single arms, you can do like, just put it on your shoulder and do, right. um, I mean, there's some really good workouts on there where you don't need anything but just like a bag of dirt. Right, what's nice about the bag of dirt, the sandbags, is it's awkward. So you're, it's not just like holding a dumbbell, and the dumbbell's steady in your hand. You're holding this bag of dirt, and it's, like, awkward, and then you flip it over, and especially those ones I got, it's got the handle in the middle, and it's folded, so when you flip it up, the one flips up back over, and you're, like, you know, you you got to get your balance back, and then bring it back down, and the other one flips back over. And those, I mean, I, those sand, those brute force bags are, like, 150 bucks, but it would be nice to have all the handles on all the sides. Yeah. But they were like when I looked at them, they were all sold out. I mean, yeah. I'm sure, maybe they're restocked now. But, but I mean, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where you can. It's a bag of sand. You can. You can. Well, no, it's just a bag. You put as it's much a, sand in it as you want. They don't even sand. supply the sand, right? So, but I mean that that's what I've been been doing. I've been mowing my lawn with a that pack on, and I need to get out there. Um, I think this weekend I'm going to try and do some scouting. I might put some cameras out. And so that's what I've been, uh, I'll put weight in the bag and then go out there and, you know, do some actual boots on the ground, hiking, scouting, whatever. Um, I think I'm going to go out to that spot where we were at and I'm going to take from the north side, take that two track all the way in and see if it, if I can find where it meets up with that one that we, that we went in on in the, in the snow. Yeah. And see, oh, I, yeah, yeah, I know. There's, there's got to be a, there's got to be some sort well, of connection there. Well, remember when we came out of there though that one day, and then we turned and went to the mm-hmm. back toward the car. Yeah, there was a straight line. You know, yeah, I think that's it. I think. Well, I, 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 I think, think you're right because when I was in there and there was all the water, there was like a high. Right, it was, it was very pronounced in there. But when we we came in there with the snow on the ground, we got to a point where, fuck, you, this. you're not going any farther. You know, I mean, yep. it was a lot of water. You know. Right, and I think that that's where I want to go past. I want to try coming from the other side, right? Because I've got that marked. Because you know, for every person that sees that water and says 
fuck this. The right. deer are like, I just need to be right over there. Well, the, the way those, the, all that, remember all that sign was coming from, from the north there, you know, along that edge, and then they just kind of started going in there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It wasn't any real heavy, heavy runs, but they all filtered in there. Yep. You so know? I'm, I'm going to go check that out. But point being is I'm going to get out and do some boots on the ground scouting with Make sure you take your bundle. A 40-pound pack. Yeah, that's one of the things with the, all this rain that we had this oh my God. spring, summer, all the flooding. The fucking mosquitoes are unreal. Now, when we were up north, I don't know if they sprayed at that campground or what, you know what I mean? There wasn't a ton. There was little gnats. Gnats. They were, yeah. they were gymnosiums-like. You yeah, know, flying right in your eyeballs. And one, they stopped there for a minute and had enough of those. But Some days they were good. But I, some days where they were bad. I think this is a pretty good baseline as far as like where we're at right now. And like I said, I want to get, I guess, maybe like on a record. But I just wanted to see you like you know wh- what your guys' thoughts were and kind of like give a, a I don't know, tell to, to tell a story to the listeners and the you know anybody that's going out there that they might say, you know, I don't feel like I'm in that great of shape or maybe i need to do more or maybe i need to do less you know you can always I, I do know. more <laughs> well that's the thing you know what i mean it's it's you know how 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 much do you want to do i guess that's where i'm at you know what i mean i think around this table there's varying degrees right <laughs> right but but yeah like i say for for myself i have the utmost confidence in like finding an elk this time. I don't think that's, I just want to make sure that I'm capable of getting that rest of the way. That's where the conditioning portion of it comes in. Um, And that's why I try to push you a little bit, Frank, just for the simple fact that three weeks is a long fucking time. I mean, yeah, especially in high altitude, especially chasing out. Because look at, like, that encounter we had with the big bull. When we first heard him, you know, obviously we thought that it was a person or whatever. But it, that thing walked all the way out of out of the valley, like, all the way out the other end, till we couldn't hear him anymore. And then within ten minutes, all of a sudden he was back. Yeah. And then then he was up the mountain with us. So that's how fast and easy those those animals are moving. So right. if you're well, going to try it. Beyond that, think about when we fucking blew them out. Oh. How fast did they take off like an avalanche? Oh, yeah. Sound like a freaking bulldozer going through, or a freight train. <laughs> but but even then, I mean, when they're moving, there's no, you're not going to catch up to them. No. You know, you're going to have no. to try cutting them off. And that's the thing, like, you know, especially where we're going in Montana, that's like more open country. So we're going to have to try to plan it out, like, well, the elk are moving down this way, and then I'm going to have to try to get over there. Well, looking over there is one thing, getting over there is another. And I want to be able to get over there and still be able to, you know, breathe. Well, I think <laughs> I think one of, the, one of the things that's really awesome, and I don't remember where they were. I think they may have been in Montana, but it's hard to say. But the hunting public with Jake and Ted Miller where they basically circled the mountain on these elk. Like, they were across the a valley from them. <coughs> and then they just, like, slowly worked their way over there, 
listening, calling, listening, calling. And then they had an idea that elk were going to go around the other side. And then they were, I mean, that to me, watching that was like way different than the way that you and I uh, just uh, terrain based, you know, the, I mean, the way that everything laid out there allowed them to, to do that. But um, it, watching that was for me a, a pretty neat deal because it was a way different experience and it's kind of like what you're talking about so you're seeing them over there and you're like well i can't do anything about it right and so now we need to formulate Formulate our plan plan, and here's the wind and here's Mm -hmm. this so now what we're going to do is we're going to do that and then they ended up chasing the elk back around and i don't know if they got a a shot at that day or or whatever i think they were rifle hunting or muzzle or hunting or something but but regardless, it was just a very, um, a very good look at how that that works. And and for me, like I say, our experience is is one thing. You know, we awesome pat ourselves on the back. We've got elk hunting experience. We haven't killed no elk, but you know, we found elk. We went out there and we did that. But that was in one certain situation, hunting in one scenario, and the terrains are so different. You know, I, I don't expect to, you know, go to Colorado and have the exact same, you know, sort of thing, but you have to like take it all into account. I think that that's what's different uh, between that and, and, and whitetail, but I think this year's turkey season has got me more like, fuck those whitetail type thing. Like, cause I mean, I would have thought that for as many turkeys as I crawled up on and walked up on and, and fucking fucked around with, I I think I give Whitetail too much credit, like, from the ground, like, in that regard. Like, it's like, you know, like, how to sit in a tree and look at the wind, look at, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm getting better. You know, you guys are much better at it than I am, but f- figuring that sort of thing out. But, like, when you're out, when I'm on the ground with whitetail i'm like i can't do anything right you know everything they are always going to see me but i I don't think that's the case because i would have thought the same thing would have happened with turkey and where i'm going with this is like elk on the other hand is like a whole nother thing like as long as you're not not crunching around and downwind and and, well even even but if you're not doing jumping jacks and like not looking out of place you know you can do a lot more than, sure. you know. Yeah, for the most know, part, right. the elk, if, as long as they don't get your wind. That's the biggest thing. You know, those. they say, you know, their eyesight isn't that great. You pop up your freaking, your little pop-up decoy. decoy. Yeah. Your, your big white butt, you know. Hey, I got an idea. <laughs> 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 I'll probably call several in that way. Sackzilla's up there. What the hell? We calling in all the cows. But, but yeah, I think I think we'll probably revisit this right before we we yeah. head out and get um, all the fine tuning and and kind yeah. of like see where we've come and and just getting everything dialed in. Like a I said, pack dump or something. I did. Yeah, and and for sure, um, I think that's a great idea. But I, like I say, I just want to get like a, a baseline to say, you know. This is where we're at. 
mentally, physically, and like kind of like where we're at with our our gear planning and stuff like that. And then also just to like, I don't know, talk about thought processes. You know, like I say, you get a lot of questions about like, what are you doing? You know, blah, blah, blah. My son did buy me a Father's Day gift this year. It's on its way. What did he buy? The Reinhardt one-third out. Oh, he did? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So We need to set that up in here. Right. Because you can't have it in your garage. But <laughs> yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we'll leave it with that. If you want to know the story, um, go to patreon.com forward slash bowhunter chronicles. Shoot me a message. and uh, can shoot a solid wall in here. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can... Uh, can help you out with that if you're already a patreon thanks um shoot me a message and i'll uh, i'll see what i can come up with but i think that's all we got for today so <laughs> thanks see you guys later